Good morning everybody. Some people are looking at me as a stranger. I'm the same Father James. No beard, that's only difference. Today we celebrate the solemnity of the feast of Pentecost. Pentecost literally means 50th. A feast celebrated on the 50th day after the Passover by the Jews. A feast celebrated on the 50th after the resurrection of Christ by Christians all over the world. There are mainly four things happened on the day of Pentecost. Firstly, the Holy Spirit descended upon the apostles and the blessed Virgin Mary. Secondly, the frightened apostles were strengthened to preach courageously and given the gifts of tongue. And thirdly, the listeners experienced a fresh anointing of the Holy Spirit. They heard Peter speaking in their own native language. And finally, the early Christians became powerful to witness to the Lord. Now, we are the new disciples of Christ. We have the anointing of the Holy Spirit through baptism and confirmation. How do we realize the presence of the Holy Spirit? How is he working in us? This is the whole question that we have to reflect on today. How do I realize the work of the Holy Spirit in my life? How is he working? I will share with you one of my experiences in the month of February this year. It was a very busy Sunday. I had to preach all the Masses at the same time I was on call. While I was celebrating the 9.30 Mass here, in my cell phone there were so many missed calls from the Florida South Hospital. So after the Mass, I went to the vestry and I saw missed calls coming one after another. Then I called back. It was from the uh, Florida South Hospital. The chaplain was calling me. I called him back and he said he, he needs me there to anoint two persons with the anointing of the sick and to give the last right to a dying patient. I went, I, I, I told this is a busy Sunday for me. I am preaching. I have a mass at 12.15. He said, okay, that I would come after uh, 12.15 Mass by 1.30 or 1.45. He said, it's okay, fine. So after the Mass at 12.15, I went to the hospital and anointed two persons with anointing of the sick and gave last rite to one patient. It took almost 45 minutes from one building to another building and I, I was coming. I almost reached in my car in the parking lot. Again, my cell phone was ringing. I attended the call it was another chaplain calling me to anoint one patient again and to speak with him. I went, found the patient, I reached the room, and there were two bystanders, young people, I don't know whether friends or relatives. His name, the patient's name was Tommy. So I went to him, I asked Tommy and Father James came to pray with you and to anoint you. He was so angry with me, he was looking at me with a strange face. 
with so much anger. And he said, I did not invite you. I don't want your prayer. I said, I am here to pray for you, nothing to do with you. And he said, no, I don't want your prayer. So I thought, okay, without his permission, why should I anoint him? So I, I, I was about to go, then the bystanders were just showing me, please pray for him, because he was suffering from the fourth stage of cancer. Nobody was sure that he was going to come back to the life. I, told, I thought, okay, without his permission, I'm not going to do that. I just went out, I was passing through the door, then somebody from my, my inside, my heart, somebody was telling me again and again, don't go, stay back, stay there, stay there, pray for him. I stood there at the front of the door, and from there, without any pre-reflection, I said, Tommy, I'm going to pray for you from here. So by that time, two bystanders came to me, and I said, let's pray our Lord's Prayer. We prayed together loudly. I'm, I, was, I was very sure that he was listening. And once the Lord's prayer was over, I started praying spontaneous prayer for one minute for Tommy loudly. So he listened to that. And I said to the bystanders, I'm going. Without his permission, I'm not going to anoint him. But be sure I'll be keeping him in my prayer and the Holy Mass. So I drove back. I almost reached the parking lot. Again, my cell phone rings. The same chaplain was calling me and telling me, Father James, if you are around here, please come back. Tommy is crying. He wants to meet you. He wants to talk to you. So I drove back to the hospital. I went to the room. He was crying loudly. He said the first thing what he said is, I'm sorry that I misbehaved with you. He said, I want to make a confession. I listened a wonderful, heartfelt confession from him. I anointed him. He was away from the church for many reasons, uh, 20 years. And this is the first time after 20 years he's making his confession, Sacrament of Reconciliation. He did a wonderful, very wonderful, meaningful confession. Now, why I said this story, who was talking in my heart? It was the Holy Spirit giving me and telling me a sign to make someone closer to God. He was speaking to me. I, it was not my merit. I just heard, listened to his voice. I just submitted my will so I could bring someone to God. This is what, what is happening to all of us. Every now and then, the Holy Spirit is speaking to you. Only thing what we need is give time, sit back, listen to him. And the gifts that we have, the seven gifts of the Holy Spirit and 12 fruits of the Holy Spirit, they are given to us not only for our spiritual nourishment, it is for the spiritual nourishment and support of other people. We all have the right we all have the responsibility to bring someone to God because it is not we who are working. He is working. He is making us an instrument of his work. Only thing, we submit ourselves with humility. And he will work, and we will see wonders. That's what the whole message of uh, today's, today's gospel. Give, submit our will and he is going to work in and through us. 
and we will see miracles working in our life, in the life of other people in, in the world. That's all. Now, something personal. As many of you know that I am having the last Mass with you. I am leaving for Holy Family, and I've been here for the last three and a half years. Thank you for everything. You were so patient with me, especially with, with my Indian accent. In the beginning, I, 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 I saw some people listening to me, what he is saying. Now you are, you are very familiar, so you can understand better. You are not going to miss the Indian accent because Father Shino is here, don't worry. <laughs> so thank you for everything. You supported me, you cared for me, you prayed for me, and you loved me. Thank you, Father Walsh, who is not here, but I'm sure it was my first assignment here from India. It was totally a different culture, language, food, everything was different, climate, everything was different. But Father Walsh made me feel at home. He supported me in everything, he's my mentor. And he formed this wonderful parish as a family. That's the only thing I'm missing now when I'm going from here. So all the priests, Father Yarak, Father Anthony, Father Shinoi, now Deacon Adam, who is going to replace me, and all the deacons, all the wonderful staff members we have, and finally, all of you, a big thank you from the bottom of my heart. Thank you very much. Let us together profess our faith. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, creator of heaven and earth, and Jesus Christ, 